Good morning, Dr. Raj Barnes. Good morning. So lovely to have you in the studio with us. Yeah. Thank you. Always this is going to be good. Makes it special. Right, yeah. let's let's jump on to one of my favorite things today. I'm very excited about this. Uh, we're talking about kombucha being a probiotic drink made from fermenting tea and sugar, sometimes along with other ingredients. Now, kombucha may have some possible health benefits when consumed in moderate amounts, but drinking too much may carry some risks also. Um Doc, why aren't all probiotics good for you? I think probiotics are safe, actually. You know, if you, it's a matter of how they're prepared and what do you call probiotics. When you talk of probiotics, you talk of live bacteria. And I think uh, over time, because of the way we are, you know, the, uh, eating food, taking antibiotics and all that, are, you know, the good bacteria, they say, can die in, the, in our gut. And that can cause a lot of problems because there's a symbiosis between our good bacteria and us. Hmm. I think this bacteria has been with us from generations from, you know, and they so say actually there's about almost three kilograms of bacteria that's in what? our gut. What? Really? Yeah. And it's into billions or even trillions, they say. And oh. can you imagine this is actually in our body, wow. uh, whole countries of, uh, you know, colony. <laughs> colonies and colonies <laughs> and I wouldn't call it countries, you know, yeah, right. down yeah. there. They probably have their own life and then we go and destroy a lot of it and I think that's where a lot of issues, problems come. They say they get the toxic gut syndrome, mm. you know, and uh, that's where a lot of illnesses like inflammation can come in and many things can occur so I think probiotics are good but they must be life life uh, bacteria that you know you, you take a lot of them are prepared as capsules or pills but there are a lot of other drinks that are coming to the market you know you hear of uh, sort of yogurt drinks and so called yeah, probiotic yeah. drinks mm. the question is well, how they are prepared and whether they actually have live bacteria ah. and and the other thing you worry a lot of them might actually have a lot of sugar inside right? and sugar actually not the right sort of uh, thing that you want to take a lot of because then you know sugar itself will cause the inflammation all over inflammation again all over and your insulin goes up and you get the metabolic syndrome mm-hmm. so right. so I think it's just uh, the balance of what you take I I, read, I normally take live bacteria you know mm-hmm. uh, from a reputable c- company that makes it registered uh, by the nation uh, pharmaceutical as uh, you know society uh, uh, our su- mm-hmm. you know they got NPRA that's yes. a, uh, this thing that uh, looks at all these uh, supplements and all pharmaceuticals so I think that's what I would look at but you know like uh, this drink uh, I've never tried kombucha myself and I've never had it as yeah. well no. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's the two that I, I, I drink are the kombucha and kefir is another kind right um, and I love it I just prefer the more sour so I don't like anything sweet in them so I guess that lends to sort of like okay. having no sugar yeah. or less Better. sugar so I think it's okay but again you know everything if there's sugar be careful because too much of anything can mm. you know make things worse you know especially if there's uh, sugar inside so right. just be careful but if you're looking at probiotics for sort of healing then you're looking at live bacteria right so in this case there's no actual risk with drinking kombucha it's just yeah. the amount of sugar that's actually in yeah, it yeah that's why you just have to be careful how much you consume so, Doc, this next article is about another thing that's one of my favorites, actually, which mm-hmm. is essential oils. Uh, now, these are concentrated extracts of active compounds found in plants. The oils are used in alternative health practices such as naturopathy and aromatherapy. They may potentially benefit people with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD by clearing mucus from the lungs and you know opening the airways mm-hmm. and stuff. So what are the specific elements in essential oils that actually help with COPD? 
Yeah, I think it's just probably the mucolytics, you know, and there's, there's a whole uh, science behind these essential oils, you know. I think, uh, like uh, you said, the people who are actually natural pets are the ones who are actually well-versed in this. Uh, so the only thing you have to be careful is that you, whoever you're getting the essential oil from are from a reputable source, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't need just to be perfume water that somebody sells you. Yes, right? the, the, <laughs> right. the ones you can get in the supermarkets right. and places yeah. like that. It smells like that. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It must be it, right? Yeah. Uh, so be very careful. So I, I would actually go to people who are reputable who know what they're talking about who know what they're selling and who can ad- actually advise you because again any of this uh, it's it can help in certain sort of you know like you said COPD mm. people with migraines headaches body aches fatigue yes. you know people who can't sleep so but then you must know what are the right oils used for which ailment you know you can't simply just pick up the self you know so you it's mm. good to go to people who are reputable the essential oils that they get are Definitely essential pure, oils, yes. pure, and they're not just uh, you know something that's made in a. Don't get it just because <laughs> it smells good, lah. Basically, yeah, right? yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I think it do help. You know, in my in my house, we do use essential oil just just for things like you know to calm and you know just mm. to relax and to get and it, and it smells nice. You know, so yeah. the whole house feels works. nice. Yeah, yeah. It does too much of of, of anything because people think about essential oils as perhaps an alternative medicinal sort of aspect. As you were saying earlier, um, it's also dangerous because like you know all these. Natural Natural things, they still have active things in them, which you know, if you start ingesting, perhaps could cause problems. So I was going to ask you, what are the dangers of, you know, using essential oils or overusing them? Yeah, again, I think it's uh, what are you using it for, you know, and uh, uh, anything that you overuse, uh, they are like, uh, though they're natural, but they're still chemical-based sort mm. of natural stuff and anything can actually cause uh, other issues for you. So I would actually really go to someone who is well-versed and ask them exactly what I use, what I'm using it for, how much can I use, you know. And so all that is important rather than just just because they look or, they, or smell nice, just go and buy and, you know, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. someone tells you this is good for for this and that and you take everything and go home and just start using you actually cause more problems I know people who've overused essential oils and actually end up and having more headaches and wow, really? other issues yeah. so I think again very important um, just like when you go and take a medication from a doctor mm. he's going to tell you exactly the type uh, the time to take the dosage to take you know and how much you can take and you know the, anything over that will cause side effects so same here it is something that is uh, natural but anything natural also can have problem whether they are oils or supplements or, or medications right so always make sure that you get the right sort of advice but for me right when I'm cooking I need oil to to fry <laughs> is cooking oil because it's essential to frying isn't it an essential oil yes JJ. <laughs> doesn't that work yes, that, yes. if you define it that oil, way yeah. <laughs> but too much oil of course is not good for you you know that right <laughs> All right, Doc, another favorite subject of mine, uh, <laughs> gas or bloating is a common <laughs> problem often caused by issues like uh, constipation or, you know, a, a plethora of things. Plus, of course, what you eat and drink can significantly affect bloating and other digestive issues. Fortunately, many ingredients have been shown to promote regularity, prevent fluid retention and enhance gut health, all of which can help keep the bloating at bay. Mm. Um, Doc, what's contained in certain foods that actually cause the bloating? I think it's, uh, of course, most fiber, you know, if you take a lot of vegetables, fruits, because of fiber, you get bloating. But I think most people, bloating is more of food intolerance. It's just oh. that you, certain foods don't just relate to you, you know, mm. and if you actually 
get some of our patients actually do a food intolerant test you can actually see that there are certain foods they just can't in, uh, tolerate uh, and you know you I think after a while people themselves know which foods uh, for example for me if I take things like legumes you know mm. the like dals and all that me too dals you know, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, but I love dal you know yeah. so I will just bear it and take some some probiotics do help you know in reducing uh, some of this um, uh, bloating and all mm-hmm. uh, people with stress uh, irritable bowel syndrome IBS is another issue that mm. you know they just take uh, any food and they can get bloating and gas and all that yeah. so it's food allergies food intolerance uh, uh, bad diet habits that have made your good bacteria mm. reduce in your gut uh, stress all this can you know things mm. a poor sleep all this actually can cause uh, uh, gut problems certain medications can of course uh, aggravate right. your mm. bloating yes. and all that so mm. when someone comes with bloating you always have to check and see what are the issues mm. uh, but sudden reason onset of bloating uh, diet, uh, you know gases uh, dilatation diarrhea alternating constipation this is something that needs to be checked because other people right. think oh you just you know I just got some IBS or what but things like uh, you know uh, colitis or even colon cancers and all that can actually present that way mm. you know so if something new reason uh, getting worse uh, constip- constipation diarrhea right. losing weight or having some blood in the stools all mm. this is a warning sign this you need to right. get it checked get it up checked okay. but otherwise most of us are just some food intolerance so, so basically when I eat baked beans mm. and I get gas right and i feel a bit bloated am i getting an intolerance to baked beans or it's just it's just just, 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 gas? Uh, just the gas i think it's the fiber the whatever they release but right. it's uh, but if you take some f- same foods over and over again sometimes you can get food intolerance so they sometimes say that you should you know uh, alternate you know like if you let's say every morning you just have the same breakfast right, right. after a while you might get some food intolerance okay, so it just change like build up because okay. unlike allergies which is immediate right, right, right. okay doc on to back pain now uh, it's the leading cause of disability worldwide and uh, disability and inactivity are generally associated with greater mortality a new research from Boston Medical Center identifies elevated mortality risk for women with back pain when compared to women without back pain mortality yeah so what are the main causes of back pain I mean uh The commonest one is says of course when people get older they you know have they've got degeneration of the spine and that's one big common cause of you know they call it lumbar spondylosis or thoracic spondylosis mm. just like your knee arthritis is in you know degeneration uh, but i think most of the time back pain is just poor posture the way people see the muscle weakness mm-hmm. and all that so this it's a very common cause you know it's a whole issue on occupational health they talk of sitting er- too much ergon- right yeah ergonomics you know do. the way you sit the mm. the chairs you use and all those type of things so it's a big uh, area by itself uh, and back pain one of the main causes of uh, you know people taking sick leave you know is that uh, oh, they really? can't come to work because back bad pain they can't even get up from the bed oh. so uh, but most of the time it's uh, something that's just you know natural uh, some good uh, ergonomic habits uh, getting some physiotherapy all that will actually help uh, of course if it's uh, something more severe then you have to or sudden onset of back ache, you know so people worry but i mean we have got people who have ended up with uh, come to us to the spine doctor with back ache and turn out with things like dengue which presents with back ache with oh, the, oh, the, wow. or, or aneurysm and and they can be many causes you know urine uh, infection mm. um, uh, oh. 
could be things lower like even in something yeah. the colon that causing the lower backache. So whenever mm. someone comes backache, they has to be investigated. If it's acute, it settles, it's okay. But if it's coming chronic, then you have to investigate, make sure it's something that is not treatable. So that that's important. Uh, and of course, the it's, it can be a vicious cycle. You know, you got backache, so you don't. Exercise anymore, your mobility gets right. increased. Right, so and it well, you have to exercise to yeah. make sure you don't have back ache. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So actually, the therapy is back exercises, you know. Yeah. But most people will stop exercising, and then it comes a vicious cycle. And of course, immobility can lead to many other issues, you know. I mean, you sit all day for your work, pretty much. Yeah. Right. As as a doctor, like, so how do you keep yourself sprightly? How do you reverse the effects? Yeah, I think one of the things I do is I don't sit for too long. In between every patient, you know, especially after uh, half an hour, one hour, I get up, I walk, make sure, and I always try to be quite, uh, you know, my Direct. posture. Yeah, mm. I try to make sure that I don't slouch too long. I try to always sit. Uh, breathing exercises help, you know. Mm. So, uh, trying to do some deep breathing helps your posture, and I do a lot of back exercises. So in the oh, morning itself, I get okay. some exercise, back exercises done. In the evening, I do some back exercises because I have a problem with back pain too. You know, uh, there are times when I did not take care and, you know, suddenly you get a severe back pain. Right. Uh, and that was many years ago. So after that, I've been very, very careful. Mm-hmm. So keeping your weight ideal is important because once you have, um, you know, a lot of belly. A bit of a belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that also can put Central strain on your back. Central gravity is gone, so, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it strains on your back. So all those yeah. things you have to look at. Yeah. Uh, so it's very important that you take care. A lot of people do exercises, but they forget one the core muscles, you know, the front and the back. This is very important because if you don't get them right, you know, you can later have problems and you can't exercise anymore anyway. I have a problem with you two looking at my stomach when you said that bit. <laughs> we did not. We made sure we kept eye contact with each other. Thanks very much, didn't we, Doc? Yes. <laughs> Doctor, this is a, an article that's been one of my lifesavers for about 15 years of my life. Really? We're talking about acupuncture. Now, it has an effect on the endocrine system and it will improve the body's natural systems. According to this article, acupuncture sessions can help women maintain regular menstrual cycles uh, and the frequency of treatments would depend on the severity of the patient's condition. Oh. So how does Western medicine view acupuncture when it comes to re- uh, treating reproduction? Yeah, I think now we, we call it complementary medicine. Uh, so basically, you have allopathic medicine, Western mm-hmm. medicine, and you got alternative medicine. That means that's medicine outside the Western right. sort of uh, like what Realm, we practice. Right, yeah. Yeah. But if something can complement, then they start calling it complementary medicine. Right. right. For example, acupuncture is alternative medicine, but now a lot of medical doctors are training in acupuncture. Mm. We got a neurologist who is now acupuncture trained and uses it for treatment for pain management. Right. right. So then we it's become complementary. Right. So so now acupuncture is accepted as one of the complementary treatments for many things. Actually, mm. I mean, I am a great believer in it. I've used it for years. I've used it for menstrual cycles to pain management and stuff myself. But I'm wondering, you know, as a doctor in your experience, have you ever had patients who found relief? Uh, through acupuncture? Oh yeah, I think uh, all my stroke patients, I put them on a neuro rehab. That means we put them on a physiotherapy and occupational mm-hmm. therapy, and I also ask them to get uh, uh, into acupuncture if they don't mind. So I think it's a complement. Uh, mm-hmm. All of them together. Uh, some of my patients who have asthmatic who have gone and uh, use acupuncture have improved. Like you said, hormone imbalances can improve mm-hmm. uh, migraines. Of course, pain. A lot of time we use it for pain management. Yes. The important thing is the person. 
doing the acupuncture, right? Again, they must be someone who is really trained. Yes. You know, we got a lot of quacks out there who mm. have got. A, <laughs> there, uh, there, because yeah. again, it's not uh, now government is going to cert- start certifying them. Right. But initially, you know, uh, like doctors, you go for training, you need to get certified. Mm. Yes. Uh, a lot of the alternative therapies, we don't know how well trained they are. Some right. are very good. You know, like uh, certain hospitals have got now. You know, the uh, alternative therapies. Uh, yeah. Even in government sector, they mm. have the TCM. So yes. these are qualified people. So make sure that whoever you're going to is uh, someone well trained in, mm. in you know, for the therapy. Mm. But the thing is, though, on the flip side of that discussion about how it works and how people found relief, have there been people who didn't find relief from that? Yeah, I mean, there are people who, you know, who won't benefit from that, might not even benefit from why the uh, treatment. I mean, why is Again, that? I don't know whether it's a person who's doing the acupuncture or whether some people just don't, doesn't work. You know, right. so, so we don't know. I suppose it's just like medicine, like some, like, you know, some medicine you take doesn't work for you or causes a reaction and some medicine actually works really well yeah. for right. you. Maybe. So I suppose you back to some of our genes, some some of us might, there's just a variance that something, some treatment just won't work. Mm. Yeah. If others it will. Uh, and I think there's also the the side of placebo effect uh, where your belief in the treatment I think oh, that really? helps. That's you know? so powerful, so, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. think, I think that, that a lot of people underestimate that, you know, if you're going mm. with the belief that this is going to work for you, it works better for you. And some people go there but they don't believe in the treatment it's not going to work for you so I think that that is something that we always forget even doctors western medicine alternative therapies they forget that the power of the mind the, the mind, belief yes. you know, the placebo effect mm. is, is very important so they say sometimes they say when the patient walks in and they believe in the doctor they're only 50% cured yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yes, so yeah. that, that's some of the things mm. that we have to really consider here 